If you could spend one hour doing something or 10 hours doing something and get the same results, which one would you pick? If you could do something in an hour or have it take 10 hours and get the same results, which one would you pick? Most of us would say we'd do take the hour option. But in truth, that's rarely what happens. And today, I'm going to tell you why that is and what you can do about it. I'm Chris Cooper. This is Business is Good. And my goal here is to help you get better results in your business, find a business mentor, or maybe even someday become a business mentor yourself. We're going to talk about three things today. First, that your job as an owner is to produce outcomes, not to do work. Second, why we think that we need to keep working really, really hard to be successful in business. And third, how to focus on outcomes, putting them first and choosing the fastest, easiest way to get there. Hey, I'm Chris Cooper. I took a 200 word blog and built a $25 million mentorship company from it. It wasn't easy and I had to learn some huge and expensive lessons along the way. But now I'm sharing those lessons with other business coaches and mentors and high-level entrepreneurs in this podcast. Want to chat with me? Go to businessisgood.com and click join the movement. We'll see you there. So first, when most people start a business, they are buying themselves a job. So they think like a worker. They think like, I love making donuts so much. I love cutting hair, doing bookkeeping, driving cab. I love it so much. I just want that to be my job. And so they start a business where they are the sole employee and they are the worker. This is because we've been brought up with the mindset of workers. We've been prepared to work for somebody else and to have a job for which we spend 40 to 45 hours a week working and we're rewarded for working even harder. But when you open a business, you actually need to learn a different mindset. You need to go from the mindset of a worker to the mindset of an investor because you are no longer being paid for your hard work. You are being paid for outcome. As an owner, you invest your time, which is your most valuable asset, to get an outcome back. So let's start with that. Your greatest investable asset as a CEO or an owner of a business is your time. And your effectiveness as an owner is measured by the return that you get on time, your ROT. So if you put one hour into something and you get the same result that you would get if you spent 10 hours working on that same thing, then the one hour investment obviously has a better return on time. We all understand this logically. The neocortex, the newer part, the front part of our brain gets this. If we can get something in one hour or get the same thing in 10 hours, logically, we're going to get it in one hour. But here's the problem. Very few of us do that. Obviously, there are cultural influences around entrepreneurs saying, you got to grind, you got to hustle. We romanticize this notion of like working till midnight and getting up at four and like putting the buns in the oven for the next day and cleaning the hotel before it opens, doing everything ourselves, right? That's a romantic image. The problem is this. If you've got 10 hours and you finish all of the housekeeping tasks in one hour, You've got nine hours to reinvest in something else. You could reinvest that those other nine hours in marketing or sales or just learning something that's going to grow your business. Or you could use up all 10 of those hours doing the cleaning. It's really important as a CEO to be thinking like an investor because you need to have an objective perspective of what you're investing in time and what you're getting out in outcomes. You need to focus on outcomes, not hard work.
There's another reason this is super hard. I mentioned that the neocortex, the newer part of our brain that's been around for a couple million years, is what makes the decision on what we know we should be doing. The problem is it's usually overruled by a much older part of our brain called the amygdala. The amygdala is like the size of, you know, one thumb knuckle or, or like a walnut, kind of even looks like a walnut. It's a very ancient part of our brain and it's responsible for the fight or flight response. The problem is that the amygdala is the first filter for every little bit of information that comes into our brain. We need to be able to react before we can consciously think, is that a tiger in the bushes? And so we start making decisions based on fight or flight doesn't sound bad so far, right? Sounds like a, a good, normal like part of our brain to have. Here's the problem. The amygdala can grow. It can get bigger. It can be exercised like a muscle and actually become a bigger part of your brain. Your brain can't grow, but this part of your brain can take over more and more space within that brain. And as entrepreneurs, especially in the startup phase, when we're founders, you're dealing constantly with like these urgent problems, right? It's always fight or flight. You always have to decide. You always have to act. It always has to be right now. And so we train our amygdala to become bigger and bigger and bigger and respond to these stressors. And the amygdala likes it. And then as our business grows and there are fewer of these stressors, the amygdala says, wait a minute, I got to justify my job here. And so you start looking for things to break. You start looking for drama or, or urgent things to solve. You start looking for problems that only you can solve. You start picking fights with your spouse. You start getting distracted by your phone. You start hitting refresh on Facebook because you need something to respond to to feed the amygdala. And so this is where we start hardwiring ourselves more and more to work harder and longer instead of smarter instead of thinking like an investor, okay? This actually can become a bigger problem as you become more successful because more opportunities will arise. When you start out, you're looking for problems to solve. As you progress and you find more free time, you start looking for opportunities to capitalize on. And you have to develop really smart, strong filters. And the best filter is your return on time. As you become more profitable, more successful, you'll get these opportunities that become harder and harder to turn down. So before, you know, you were running your t-shirt shop and somebody said, well, you know, you should, instead of printing just t-shirts, you should print bike jerseys. And you thought, well, oh, that requires a different machine. It's hard to set up. It's going to be expensive. I don't know what the ROI on that's going to be. I'll save that. You know, I don't think I'm going to do it. It's easy to turn down that opportunity. However, as you become more successful and somebody says, hey, you've got this really great t-shirt company, I've got 300 bike stores that need bike jerseys printed, it can become really tough to turn down that opportunity. And so you find yourself working on 50 different things and kind of just half-assing it on different things and you're not getting a good return on your time anymore. So you need to develop this sense over time. Now I'm going to tell you how to develop it. The path to getting a better return on your time is to choose the easiest and fastest returns. So in the, my book, The Simple Six, I tell people that like once they've identified what their goals are for each of the six metrics in their business, they need to pick the fastest way to reach that goal. For example, if your goal is to get six more clients, 
The best thing you can do as an investor in your business or the owner is think of the fastest way to get six more clients, not the newest way, the most complex way, the most creative way, okay? It's not to do it the most unique way. It's to find a way that other people are getting six clients and copy that. It's to find the way that you've gotten six clients before and just do that again. All else being equal, the best way is usually the fastest and the simplest, maybe even the most boring and not the new. So if you're going to get a result and you're going to stay focused on an outcome and you're gonna think like an investor, Often that means choosing the fastest or simplest path. So when you're faced with a bunch of different options on what you can do, you have to ask yourself, what is the fastest and easiest way to get to this outcome instead of what is the most interesting way to complete this task? You have to think about the outcome instead of just like the work that can be done. I'll give you an example here. A lot of people read the book Traction and they really love like the level 10 meetings. And so people set up these meetings and everybody that's around the table highlights the projects that they're working on. And they call these the rocks in their glass. Okay, if you've read the book, you get it. If you haven't, it's a great book, but you have to understand that Gino Wickman's intent was to have people focus on outcomes, not projects. And so what can happen with teams, and I've seen this a hundred times, is they have these monthly meetings called level 10 meetings and everybody brings their rocks like what they're working on and they go around the table and everybody reports on what they're working on great everybody's got a project everybody's working on something but they lose the focus on outcomes and so the business doesn't grow they focus on the work to be done the projects what they have to get done instead of the actual outcomes and so a lot of times what this leads to is everybody gets busier and busier and the business doesn't grow. For example, a CEO could be sitting at the table with the COO and the COO is saying something like, yeah, we're investigating three or four different types of software and we're going to figure out which one is the best. It's a big project. I'm working hard on it. And the CEO says, awesome. My staff is working really hard on this big project. Instead, they should be saying, pick an outcome. Okay, the outcome that we want is we want to have a CRM for better client tracking so that we can improve our sales process, our lead nurture process, improve these metrics, and then say, are you getting us closer to that outcome to their COO? Instead, the COO thinks they're doing a great job because they're working really hard at trying out five different pieces of software when their results are really dependent on their outcome, which is choosing one piece of software, even if it's not perfect, using it and getting better results on sales, lead nurture and retention. Okay. That is the difference. And if the COO is told you need to improve uh, results on sales process, conversions, retention by the end of the month, Maybe a CRM isn't even the best way to go, right? Maybe there's an easier path, like picking up the phone and just calling people. So it can be easy to get distracted by work to be done and sexy projects, creative tasks, and fill your whole calendar and not be getting a return. But as a CEO, it is your job to create a return, not to do more and more work. The key is focusing on outcomes. You've heard the term work smarter, not harder, right? You probably heard it a thousand times. It rolls off your back, right? It's a cliche. But we all think that we're working hard and smart because we are doing everything. We're reading 50 books. We're acting on all of them at one time. But your job is to work hard at being smart with your time. Your job as a CEO 
is to work hard at being smart. That means if you can do something in an hour, get it done in an hour. Focus on getting it done as fast as possible. Focus on getting it done as easily as possible instead of trying to come up with a new idea or do it your own way. All right. A lot of the the shortcut to this, honestly, is having a mentor who can say, do it like this. Here's a template that will save you nine hours. Part of the reason that a lot of us choose not to do it that way is because we don't know what to do with the other nine hours. I'll tell you, you are better off solving a problem in an hour and taking those other nine hours to exercise, to take a nap, to read a book, to engage with your family, call your mentor, you'll get better results than if you took all 10 hours to do the task. Okay. If there's one thing you can do after listening to this to focus yourself on outcomes instead of processes and just working hard, it's to measure your effective hourly rate. So you add up all the time that you spend working in your business, you divide that by how much you earn, and that's your effective hourly rate. If you want to improve that, you can either give yourself a raise or you can work less. And if your effective hourly rate is going up, then I know that you're getting a better return on your time and therefore you're a more effective CEO. Look at your time as an investor would. How can you best deploy this asset, your time, for the best return? And that is how you focus on getting results in an hour instead of spending 10 hours just working harder. Hope it helps. This is Business is Good. If you want to read about this on the blog or talk about it in our groups, just go to businessisgood.com. We have a free discussion place for entrepreneurs there where there's lots of great brainstorming on how to improve the return on your time and other topics too. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Business is Good. If you'd like to chat about this episode or the blog post or podcast that I put on the Business is Good site, just go to businessisgood.com and click join the movement. We'll see you there.